there's no one answer to, to how you change the hood or change the, the, the reality of what goes on. But what you gotta think about is when you don't have resources, you in survival mode. You know, so being in survival mode automatically rules out a lot of things because you don't care about morality because you don't experience morality. You experience, you know, the need to survive. You don't experience, you know, fairness. You don't experience planning for the future. So I think once you get out of the survival mode, your, your morals come back closer to, to your daily decision-making. You start thinking about what's right and what do I believe in? But until you get out of survival mode, you ain't got time to be worrying about right and wrong. You worrying about bottom line. There's no one answer to, to how you change the- So we like to um, offer a bit of a moment of silence towards the family, the friends, the fans of Nipsey Hussle, who was fatally <clears throat> shot and murdered in front of his own business yesterday. So we would like to take just a few seconds just to silently remember this great person who not only impacted hip hop, but also the community that he came for, from and advocated for. Okay. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Soul Sister Podcast. Hi, ladies. Hey. <laughs> it's KJ. I'm Brianna. And I am Kia. And welcome back to episode four of Soul Sister Podcast. We are live today doing a special episode. Um, happy to be back on the mic. Shout out to everybody that supports us, listens to us, offers us feedback. And is anxious to be a guest on the show. Don't worry, it's coming. Uh, we I'm hear you. Song. We hear you. We see you. We appreciate you. A hundred grand. Um, since we got the news yesterday along with everybody else in the world of the sudden um murder of nipsey hustle it's kind of been on our hearts and mind and something that nobody has like been able to stop talking about there are a lot of rumors a lot of conspiracy theories just a lot of everything that goes on when a high profile figure gets assassinated and we decided to take it upon ourselves today to kind of just talk about you know just not just what happened to nipsey because it was incredibly fucked up but also just gun violence and violence in general in uh, minority communities so to kick this off um a question to my ladies my lovely co-hosts um have you have either of you ever lost somebody to gun violence i have like two years ago and it was, it was hard. It was really, really hard. He was like a real close friend, like a childhood friend. So it was like me and everybody I grew up with, like it took a big toll on our entire lives. Like it was terrible. Like everybody, it's like we all tried to be strong for each other, but at the same time, it was just like, damn, like how the hell are we supposed to all move on without him? Cause he was like, he was like everybody's like little big brother, like mm -hmm. the bug of the whole, the whole crew. Like, mm -hmm. so it's just like, damn, like we really, like when we kick it, everybody just be like, we just missed one person, but it's like he's never coming back. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it sucks. Well, I haven't, um, you know, luckily I haven't lost anybody close to me to gun violence. And I wouldn't even want to feel that pain or even experience it. 
Now, I do have people that I know that lost, you know, their boyfriends or, you know, brothers to gun violence. And I can't imagine, like, I wouldn't even know how to comfort somebody that did that because I just never experienced it. I don't really, when it comes to, like, comforting, it's really nothing that you can do. You just have to let that person heal. Yeah. And listen, you know what I'm saying? Or just be in their space if they want you in it. Um, For me, that's what. I haven't, not somebody super close, but somebody recently, like back in January of this year, um, somebody that I actually grew up with. Like I grew up in childhood with this person. um, They actually got murdered. Uh, in January at the top of this year, um, unfortunately, and too long on to social media and to see like so many. First, it was like it'd it be those like really uh, defining moments in a mm. sense. Like, first, they get shot and everybody is like praying, praying, right. praying, like, oh, pull through, pull through. And then you might log on a few hours or a few days later and you see that this person did not make it. And it's a little, it's weird because we're the same age. That person had kids. That person had a lady. Um, That person was working towards, I guess, becoming a better person. And just to know that we live in a world where there are such evil people who feel as if it is okay for them to essentially play God and essentially take someone's life. It's really an evil world. Even in the midst of all, like, this light, it's really a dark and evil world that we live in, for Mm -hmm. real, for real. And it it tweaks me out because it's like people are not making it to see old age. Nipsey Hussle did not make it to see old age. He was 33 years old. And one moment he was here, and now he's gone. My friend was like, 23? He's born in 94. So he was super he, young. Like, wow. So he would be my age. No, my friend was. Oh, he was 33. Nipsey was 33. But KJ's friend yeah, was. my friend Didi. He was. He like, would have been yeah, 25. And that's a whole life. Like, I feel like people don't know how precious a life is. Like, you have to first think about the mother. Like, mm-hmm. the mother has to have this child in their womb, carry them around it messes with emotions or just like all of that for nine months and it's just a child is just so precious you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like no matter what your child come out to be like you still gonna love your kid and just to take a child away from their mother like that like i can't even imagine and people just nowadays like you know back in the day like we was young my first time seeing somebody get shot was G baby um, right <laughs> you know what a hardball like and I was sad as hell like dang and then because that's the good old days wasn't mm-hmm. you wasn't hearing about nobody just getting sensely shot mm-hmm. to death on the block oh uh, you know what I'm saying that's just was really like a down south thing mm-hmm. if anything mm-hmm. but like in Chicago I don't know what happened but you do have to look at the stigmas when it comes to mental illness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's a lot of that going on. It's a lot of these young dudes. And I honestly think it's young guys out here just killing. Right. Because they don't know. 
you know, they doing all these drugs. Mm -hmm. They off the pill, off the whatever. Mm -hmm. And they not really knowing, like, just what to do, how to do it, or being around the people that really teaches you. You know what I'm saying? Or having that father figure. Yeah. I think I was, I've seen somebody get shot before. I was, and that's, and, and I say it, it's, it's, I'm hearing myself say this and I'm saying it like I'm talking <coughs> as normal as like about the weather, but that, that shit is like really, really traumatizing in a sense because I was about, I was preschool age, Wow. was riding, it was a winter day, I will never forget this, um, was riding in my grandfather's truck. I think he was picking he was either picking me up to from daycare or taking me to daycare and we saw it was winter time we saw this guy um running we don't know who was chasing him or anything like that we just saw shots and all i remember is seeing blood splattered on this white snow and it's a memory that i kind of like keep buried in a sense but i've seen that's like the only time I've ever seen um, somebody get shot. Um, throughout my adolescence, my teenage years, and my adulthood, I've heard of people getting shot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, uh, ironically, a lot of people I went to high school with, women, have been getting shot and killed and murdered, um, f- either by being in the wrong place at the wrong time, or maybe it was a, like a domestic dispute or something like that. But I've seen that before. And, like, it's really, really traumatizing. Like, it's traumatizing. Like, I think of people who, like, grow up in the hood and you is normal. Like, I, when I used to teach out West, I had kids, students, who had been to more funerals at 12, 13, 14 years old than, like, any, than more graduations than anything else in life. Um, the year before I got to the school that I was working at, um, the old the other teachers were telling me how that that spring summer going into summer it was a complete war zone, and kids, daddies, and yeah. cousins and uncles are dying. It was a war zone. I remember that. And I'm just like, this and it was is 2011. Uh, two thousand sixteen. Oh, okay. 16, the 16, 17 school year. Okay. And I'm just like, this is insane. This is not fucking normal. Like, this is the state that we're living in. It's not normal. It's not okay. And it's like, what is it that can be done to make a change? Like, because it's kind of just like, at some point, like, do people ever get tired? I tweeted this yesterday when I learned of Nipsey Hussle's passing. I'm just like, y'all are literally taking people's families Mm -hmm. and legacy and livelihoods away from them because y'all impulsive, y'all jealous. Like, it's vowed decisions. And and the worst part about it is, like, y'all don't give a fuck. Right. Right. And that's evil. Like, Like, you ain't got no soul. Like, how do you sleep at night like that is just crazy but as most of us know if we like have grown up in the hood um or around the hood hood adjacent however you want to call it um violence is not only just gun violence Mm -hmm. so i guess my question to you all is what other ways have you seen violence in minority communities um i would say oh 
one of the things is that you can definitely be like belittling somebody like just being in a crew and you know you you might be the reader out the crew and they making fun of you for reading right or um jumping on people that was 2011 all the way like right <laughs> before i went to high school mm-hmm. like that's all you were seeing was dudes jumping on people um grandmas like stealing a purse like that's a form of violence mm-hmm. like just being bad mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> what the hell mm-hmm. like you know what you do you know what you don't supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so anything that's following up to that is just like not cool mm-hmm. like any type of harassment too like yeah. you got people like you know just feeling like they can just pick with people for no reason or guys feeling like they can just sexually harass females for no reason mm-hmm. like it's just like a whole bunch of stuff it's just like this world is just i don't know what's happening like it's, it's the just, evil it's world just, we yes, live in <laughs> very evil like <clears throat> and then it could be stuff like like i know for my homie that got killed it's not like he was out here had like beef with these people like literally <clears throat> we lost a homie like four days before that so i feel like he pulled up trying to get questioned like you know get answers mm-hmm. and it just like inspired they was just control. like oh you trying to get information now you gotta go type shit yeah. so it's like it'd be like it's just like little stuff like that like, if you're not doing something that somebody else wants you to do mm-hmm. like yeah. it just it just caused conflict and then like to piggyback off what i was saying earlier like the mental illness when I was saying how people like really just killing each other because mm-hmm. they don't really know how to handle their disruptive, mm-hmm. they're bursting out, like just doing senseless stuff and not thinking about the consequences after that is a sign of mental illness. And like, it's not that many mental illness homes mm-hmm. or places out right. here or people that's even qualified to treat someone for Mm -hmm. um, mental illness i do feel as though it is a downfall in our communities Mm -hmm. um because we can just grow up a kid could grow up in a house that's not built the structure way on where they can have that awareness or see that positive thing in their household nowadays so now it's becoming something that they used to see and something that they think that's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they doing it to other people outside of their household. Yeah. It's definitely a mental thing. Yeah. I've seen violence show up in um, black communities, brown communities, in a number of ways. And uh, the first way that it shows up is um, the lack of – when I used to work out west, the one of the first things that I noticed was it was no – grocery stores that's violent you're you're not you're not giving people access to affordable food options healthy food options motherfuckers are eating um fast food every day like my kids used to come to school eating bags of fucking hot chips and shit and junk food all all day and then used to have like behavior issues and whatnot and it just used to be like you don't understand the correlation here right housing discrimination is violent like it's violent you gotta make x amount of this uh, this much rent to be able to live a certain place and you gotta have this type of credit score to live a certain place like that's violent 
violence also looks like just, you know, police brutality. So, you know, police are harassing you because simply because of like the color of your skin. Like that's violent. Rahm Emanuel closing those 50 schools in Chicago. Right. That's violent. Um, closing mental health facilities when he knows that it's a, a high number of people who suffer from mental illnesses and they're not getting the proper care that they need. That's also violent. Like these, and like these things are a direct correlation between poverty, between violence, and just the cycle like constantly repeating itself. So it's just like, you know, violence in minority communities ain't just, you know, niggas shooting at each other, right. but it's also just these outside factors contributing to that. Like if you don't have access and resources to certain things, of course you're going to be right. angry, of course you're going to be violent, and of course you're going to take it out on someone who looks like you so it's kind of just like I just be sitting back and I be looking at this world like oh my god like why am I on this planet right like why yeah, am like, I on this planet I can get and off. Then, too like being you know working downtown and stuff like that you see a whole bunch of homeless people and it's kids you know what I'm saying kids or military veterans mm -hmm. but when it comes to kids I always think like go get a job at McDonald's Right. You know, go sign up somewhere. Go help your community. Like, you might not have anywhere to stay, but they will definitely open up, you know, the doors somewhere for especially kids to be at. But it's a mental thing to where they feel as though they just can't do it or nobody has their back, which is a lot, like, true. Like, I definitely understand, but... You know, Chicago is becoming more of where I feel as though it's a lot of things that's going on in our community that's helping, you know, giving back to the homeless and trying to open up the mental hospitals or funding and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely people. Something that makes me angry when um, high profile gun, case, gun violence cases happen and just different things like that. It makes me angry when people be like, oh, like, what are y'all doing? Y'all not doing nothing. Woo, woo. No, baby, you're not doing nothing. Right. Because there are many and plenty of people and organizations out here who are doing the fucking work, mm. hitting the ground running, wanting to make shit better because they see how just quickly we could fade away if we're not making things yeah. better. So it's kind of just like, are you sure other people are not doing the work? Or is it you sitting up on this right. social media that ain't sitting up right. here doing no goddamn work? Because there's so much more than just social media. Absolutely. Just on there talking about what could be done. Like Absolutely. You, what you doing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So speaking of that, so do you guys think that social media plays a role like in displaying violence like do you think social media plays a role in the problems that we got definitely i feel <laughs> like when they do all these music videos you know when it comes to cursing or talking about gang gang this gang gang that it look is listening to that and i go like i like music like that right. too because it can turn me up but it's nothing that i will be inspired by right. now when little kids are listening to that they are inspired by these men or these boys because they don't know no better. Mm -hmm. They think that it's okay, you know, to get away with stuff like that, listen to music and even do it. Like, little kids got guns. Them the ones that's killing everybody. Mm -hmm. But, like, it definitely inspires the motive behind these kids' heads and what's cool and what's okay when it's really not. 
Do y'all think it's an attack on black people to kind of like self-destruct? Or do y'all think it's just like an attack? Like, cause I, 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 I don't dabble in, comp- in conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I, I be reading and I, I kind of, I be looking at other people's opinions and whatnot. And I'm just like, hmm. I mean, yeah, people mm. in history have, you know, got assassinated for trying to do X, Y, and Z. But, mm-hmm. like, do y'all really feel as if it is an attack on black people in America? Um, I want to say yeah and no. But I'm leaning some more towards yeah. And it's also sad because it's like, <clears throat> if this is the case, we got all these other people coming after us. So why the fuck are we helping them and going after each other? Like, it's not making it any better. Well, it's a sociology thing. So, you know, fun fact about me. I don't really believe in this whole black-on-black <clears throat> crime thing. Like, yes, that happens. But here's the thing. Black people, it's, soci- it's soci- sociology. Simple mm-hmm. sociology. Black people commonly live around black people, white people mostly live around white people. Asians mostly live around Asians. Right. So when it comes to violence, of course you're going to kill or cause harm to someone who look, who either lives in or looks like close proximity to you, right? However, I think it's a little bit different because black people kind of have like this secret allegiance with each other. Like, yo, we have been through the struggle. Mm-hmm. Why are we attacking each other? And we shouldn't attack each other. Right. But I don't think it should be this whole big thing. Like, oh, my God, black on black crime. Right. Because, no, like, it's sociologically, like, especially in Chicago, we are segregated. Mm-hmm. And in the year of our Lord of 2019, we are still segregated. Um by race like you know where the black people live you know where the white folks live white folks commonly live mm-hmm. up north mm-hmm. asians commonly live also in chinatown too, all of it like it's a little deeper than that i feel like it's a lack of knowledge really mm-hmm. like when you think about it everybody's celebrating saint patrick's day mm-hmm. my birthday everybody <laughs> celebrates cinco de mayo if they they right that yeah. race yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. we even celebrate cinco de mayo but the black people, like the African-Americans, we don't have anything in common to celebrate because we're a mixture of things. We don't have, we have, you know, African-American history month. Mm-hmm. But everybody don't always celebrate right. that. We you just don't see let that going day, out let that month they... go by. We don't <laughs> get that time, like, to just get together, no violence, no arguments, mm-hmm. like, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a lack of knowledge. A lot of people want to find themselves. Mm -hmm. So when they try to find themselves, that's when they find trouble. And then that's when they get themselves in trouble or going with what other people doing out here. You know, and that's really what it's based off of. I feel like it's like a mixture of the environment that they stuck in and then also the social media. Because, like, Mm -hmm. this is my reality. This is my environment I'm in. So, of course, they're going to gravitate to, you know, that type of stuff on social media. So it's like... They see it on social media. They hear they rappers talking about it. Videos I'm like shit. This is life. They, they it's like they don't understand that's a whole nother life mm-hmm. outside this little bubble that they used to be in. And so it's like for a lot of people, like this just is a normal thing for them. Like this is just this I, is their life. I think it's a difference between talking about 
what you have been through and then like promoting the lifestyle like yeah. i don't get a vibe from many um rappers especially like drill rappers like yo this is the shit that you should be doing no but they're talking about like you know survival mode when you live in survival mode like unfortunately you mm-hmm. have to do some things that might be seen as morally wrong to other people so it's kind of just like i don't I do think social media plays a role in regurgitating violence because of the videos that we see, of the lyrics that we might see, of just, like, the images that are portrayed to us. Like, people think it's normal and it's okay to constantly retweet and share videos of somebody's body bleeding out into the street. Like, people think that if you are mourning someone who has passed away they think that it's okay for them to come in under your comments and like try to hold you accountable about some shit and it it kind of angers me and like i really be having to take my social media detoxes for a few hours because it's kind of just like you constantly see that shit and see that shit that shit pops up into your dreams Mm -hmm. you're unable to sleep at night you are unable to kind of like function and it's kind of just like it's like porn it's like violence porn like you it keeps popping up and popping, keeps right. popping up and popping <laughs> right. up and like people just constantly sharing it right. and they just don't have any type of like remorse like i i saw a video of an older woman getting stomped in the head on the train in new york by oh, somebody yeah. like what no look i've like, seen a preview today and i've seen the cat i'm like i'm not gonna watch this it's shit. like not, it's nope. like it's like digital by it. y'all know what bystander effect is mm-hmm. Where, like, if there's some shit happening in front of you and some, like, they'll see something and, like, they won't do anything. Maybe it's because, like, out of fear or maybe it's because, uh, like, they just, it's not my business, you know. So, digital bystander effect to me, how I kind of define it as, so some shit will be going down. What's the first thing people do? Pull out their phone video. and wow. record, right? And like even thinking that back to right N- even thinking back Messes to Nipsey Hussle and his whole situation, how he got I murdered yesterday. Seen the video of them resuscitating him on the street, and it's like nobody. Like, it's like how is it that all these people were around him, motherfuckers start to pull out their phones, but did not think to try to stop whoever the person was who assassinated him. Exactly. That's digital bystander effect. Like the first thing you think to do is to pull out That's your so phone. Great. Like, you not even going to help or chase. That's why the generations, like, that's why our community is just brainwashed, like, by social media. Like, back in the day, what they doing? Call so-and-so. Call, mm-hmm. At least call now one one Something. If that's going to be the first thing. Mm-hmm. So you get on social media, and that's not going to do nothing for the person. You don't have the experience to help the person out. You just, like, when police violence. We can't call now one one because it's they. They the ones doing it. <laughs> they Shit. the police, but you know people. <laughs> They're the ones doing it. Phone out real quick, record some stuff. Go or, live. Like I seen a girl. You know, a girl's sister was getting attacked by her boyfriend. Like the boyfriend pulled the gun out. The girl is on Facebook live instead and of you're calling not the do- police. And you're not doing anything. You couldn't hit him over the head, sis. But you are on live. But you're on live. And it's like I understand, like document. Yeah. I understand documentation and wanting to. All right, if something happens to you at least we got to document it i understand that but digital bystander effect you watching this entire thing going down and you're literally not doing anything what else is to say call the police when after that you still on live yelling and running I just that shit is sick. Didn't see that. that shit, I haven't seen it either. And like, I, it's come to I a point. Like, I think after Trayvon, I watched 
the video of Trayvon Martin get murdered. I stopped watching videos like that. Like, I literally can't. Yeah, that was I literally can't because that's traumatizing. It's not okay to see people, but our, especially our own people, get murdered in cold-ass blood like that. And nothing happens. No repercussions. Uh... Zimmerman still fucking walking free. Right. Zimmer. What I I get somebody calling they say their last name Zimmerman. That's all I think about. No laugh. Because that is not a common last right. name. Nigga, you relate to George. <laughs> Where he at? Right. But it's, it's like it's a lot of people. It's really it's, it's it's not it's just not okay. And it's like all of this violence that like surrounds people and just us, like the 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 aura of death is thick, and it makes me sad, but also makes me kind of, like, wonder. Okay, we don't, as far as Nipsey goes, we don't know all the facts. Right. Um, do y'all think it's fair to assume that a black person might have did this? No. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's <laughs> fair. I mean. You think it's fair? Anything is possible. Like, yeah. It's like I'm indifferent. Yeah, it's like I said in the video. Yeah. So I haven't watched it, the video. Ha- it has been reported that it was an African American, and they think it's somebody that actually knew him. See, that's more okay. So, yeah. like, like I said, up and him, like, that's when I think about when I thought about it, I'm like, this is somebody that got to know his moves. Got to know mm-hmm. it. Somebody's been even even looking at him at every step that he's been taking for the past week, mm-hmm. knowing that he was gonna be at the store. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean. Honestly, if I was famous, if I had all that money, I'd be sending people to run to the store for me to check mm-hmm. on some stuff or to pick up some money. But, I, but you shouldn't have to creep around your own yeah. store like but that. I did, I did see that he often chills outside that store. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of videos of him, like, helping a homeless man outside that see, store. And all yeah, that's of play. Like he, he did. You know, that's, that's, so that's what had me, like, so what the fuck? Like, first of all, it's his hood. Mm-hmm. It's his store. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody used to see him. Like, everybody respected him out there. So it was mm-hmm. like, that was, that was what had me so confused. Like, it had to be somebody that wasn't from it? out there. So from what I was so okay. So with me, with Nipsey Hustle, I cannot name a Nipsey Hustle song. Um, I really started paying attention to him when he started dating Lauren London. Yeah, um, because mm-hmm. I, I like her. But just to hear about, like, just the positive things that he was doing in his community, like, that was very much so very admirable to me. So to read that, okay, he used to hustle on the same block that he, like, created a fish market for, started up a STEM program to teach black kids how to code and real Mm -hmm. estate and just all these different great-ass things that, like, communities need. I'm like, wow, that's really fucking dope. Like, that's dope. Like, this is beyond rap. Like... Right. This is dope. Like, that's the thing. I didn't really know too much of his music either, but I did know what he was doing for the community. And of course, I was like obsessed with him and Lauren London dating. But then I actually met him last year because he came mm, up to the station. Mm. So I actually got to sit in while my boss interviewed him. And we also had all had conversations outside the interview. And he was cool as hell. Like, and that is the general consensus. Yeah. Like a lot of my, a lot of y'all that are in the media and have met him. And have interviewed him. Like y'all all have said the same thing. Right. He was a thorough ass dude. Mm-hmm. He was co- cool as hell. He was super humble. It's he was like he Hollywood. never got loud. It never. Like he never jumped <laughs> he out was of his so body. like just how he talked. Like it's like one of them situations. Like his vibe was just like unmatched. Like I met a lot of celebrities, but you can tell he like he was a genuine ass dude. So it's like 
you felt it's like we all we all felt like we already mm-hmm. knew him. Like I got a whole selfie with him. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even want nobody to take a picture of him. Like, we taking a selfie. Mm-hmm. He was so he was just down for whatever. Like mm-hmm. he just had like this real cool ass positive ass vibe. And like everything that came out of his mouth was just like positive. Like mm-hmm. he had you like you know what? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at that like when I was looking at pictures of him and Lauren. Like, it looked like he was telling her, like, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, teaching her what a man's supposed to be doing. And she just, in almost every and picture, just, she listens. Mm-hmm. She, like, really, like, <laughs> damn, like, listening. And no, I love real. a man that could always teach somebody something or got an opinion about something. Like, Please have an opinion. I want us to be able to talk. I want you to be able to teach me something. Yeah. So just that being a teacher, being someone that's influential in a community, mm-hmm. being a rapper, and then but how he looked, you you could looks can very be very deceiving. Yeah. Like he definitely looked like he about that life, and I bet he was. <laughs> but he was very humble, mm-hmm. and nothing really ever came up about him being violent mm-hmm. like that. At all, mm-hmm. he reminded me of a young Snoop Dogg. The for young some Snoop, reason. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got that look smooth. That's that he, he's probably the epitome. I don't have a, a lot of experience experience with LA dudes, but I think he is probably the epitome of an LA man, yes. like a LA nigga. Like he just. He's smooth, like he and wisdom, and like just how they walk and how they talk and like swagger. Like your spirit speaks before that mm-hmm. you do, and you could tell like watching interviews with him and Lauren, and just different things like that. Like you could tell like they had a lot of love and respect and admiration for each other. And I just kind of it, it has to be some. And I've buried people that I love. But like it hasn't been to a point where I'm burying a significant other, and honestly, right. I, yeah. I, yeah. I and I don't want to get to that point, mm-hmm. and I'm, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine like the love of my life being here one day, and then some fucking coward like right takes him, and then like that's why I be saying like people do not be thinking like you're taking someone's son, someone's love, someone's dad away from me. Like that man had kids. Mm-hmm. That man had kids, yo. And it was, it it just, and I just think about, like, so many others who have lost their lives to senseless violence, whether it was by a gun, whether it was by, you know, mental illness, whether it was by, you know, just anything. Like, y'all are taking people away from people. And I really just want to send a lot of love and light to Lauren London because it's kind of just, like, I can't imagine, like, what you are going through. Like, I don't want to imagine it. Like, and it's kind of just like conspiracy theories aside, like I do feel as if it might have been someone who like I don't really care about like the documentary shit. Like I don't speak on shit that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So if I ain't I ain't you ain't finna see me up here debating with people about a damn documentary. <laughs> that be me. Like, like you learn it from all oh, Facebook, you know. Yeah, like, nah, I'm not yeah. here to do that. And then like <laughs> we we're not research. here we're not here to do that at all. But it's kind of, it had to have been someone who was close to him. And, like, jealousy, I was telling Jake earlier, I'm like, jealousy is a very powerful emotion. Man, that is, people is killing a friend. Jesus got fucking murdered (laughs) because of jealousy. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus got murdered because of jealousy. No, I'm not. Like, it runs deeper than the ocean, okay? Motherfuckers was hating how Jesus was shining and (laughs) doing miracles and spreading Mm. life. Turn the and water into it's wine. wine. Come on now. Like people with two loads of bread and some fish. What? 
but the no sandals in the lane. Okay. Okay. And twisted <laughs> ladder. And they nailed him to a cross. No, seriously, they nailed him to a cross. Yeah. They nailed him to a cross. And you know, Jesus mur- got murdered at thirty three. And he died for everybody else. And Nipsey Hussle died at thirty three. And it's kind of just like. And mm. I was reading up on him. They was like, he had a God complex. Not really sure what that means. Like, okay, yeah. did you think he was a living God? I mean, we all are gods and goddesses, though, because, I mean, it's energy. It's mm. spirit. But I just hope at the end of this, like, I just really want everybody to, like, chill out. Like, think about yeah. it. Like, come together. We always say, you know, Black Lives Matter, which it does. But really act upon it. We've been mm-hmm. saying Black Lives Matter for the past, what, 10 years. Like, man, just really do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing that we can do. Mm-hmm. Because there's just too much going on. It's just like a war zone, right? right. Mm-hmm. So you killing people just to be killed. Because you think ain't nobody yeah. going to come after you. Right. Or you think ain't nobody going to come after your people. And it's so a domino now with effect. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a domino like, effect. Just with that, it's just becoming just outrageous, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. too much. And we already got people up against us already. So why be up against us, you know, as well? Like, them and you. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. Mm-hmm. So, like, usually when things happen like this, people often feel as if they're like powerless and like they can't do anything things aren't going to change and just different things like that but how do you all feel about like just moving forward with this because like we have to continue to carry the torch we have Mm -hmm. to continue to try to be the best versions of ourselves that we could be and we have to you know we just have to continue to make positive strides so how do you all like how do how do you all think we can go about doing that? And, like, whether it's something, like, you are personally doing or you have seen other organizations do. Like, how do you, when someone, an a influential leader gets assassinated, gets their life t- taken from them too early, how do you carry that torch, essentially? Well, I do, I am anxious to see, because Nick Cannon did recently speak out and say he gone, because, you know, Nipsey Hussle was, oh, if the conspiracy is right. <laughs> it was because of this documentary. So I did see that Nick Cannon is supposed to be stepping up and, you know, taking the torch and running with it, and this documentary is still going to get out. So I'm just hoping, like, because, you know, you can see I shit hope, on social media. You know what, Nick so Cannon, be safe, bro. Okay. we got to protect Nick, y'all. <laughs> protect Nick. But, yeah, so it's like I, I – what he was saying – was it was a good it was a good move you know mm-hmm. to step up and try to you know help get the word out to do what Nipsey was trying to do mm-hmm. but it's it's so much more than just saying you are gonna do some stuff like, like who's on social gonna media. run his businesses like, are you going really to... gonna do it yeah I mean I really don't care about a documentary because from what I, okay so not to be disrespectful of course because you're not supposed to speak down on ancestors oh God, I'm <laughs> but. <laughs> But, um, so aside from this Dr. CB person saying, like, he cured, has a cure for AIDS yeah. and whatnot, he's not seeing anything 
nope. more profound than what vegans and vegetarians have been saying for years, which is be mindful of the things that you put into uh, to your body. You know, you might want to adopt a plant-based diet. Um, this processed food is going to fuck us up. So you might want to, like, you know, incorporate more vegetables and more um, fruits and, like, just this really holistic and healthy living lifestyle if you want to live long. So I don't really see how that may have been enough for, you know, the United States government, I suppose, to want to assassinate him. Like, I really just... I, that ain't a train I could so, jump on. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree. Mm-hmm. I feel as though um, when it comes to Dr. Sebi, it's a lot more that's deeper to what he's saying, what you should eat and what mm-hmm. you shouldn't eat. When he was talking about curing cancer, that's right there. That is a government. What? they We make money. The government makes money right. off of medication met the pharmaceutical companies is what the top producer of billions of dollars that's a billion dollar industry mm-hmm. they need people to keep coming to get a medication absolutely to making it worse people absolutely. to stay sick absolutely. who if we cure cancer ain't no they ain't not gonna make no money period mm-hmm. i mean and, i'm pretty sure there is a cure to like all the things that yeah. are out here however if you don't got the access if you ain't white if you don't have the resources if you ain't yeah. rich like one of them fucking millionaires, billionaires, he didn't have like sixty two heart mm-hmm. transplants like, and his ass that. fucking eighty. Like just die. Like die. <laughs> he calling you home and you keep banging and, and, and you go. keep banging the goddamn heart. Just go. Like just go. just die. And then just me what Okay, that's so wrong. Oh God. That is so oh, wrong. No, no, I am not wishing death. So is the podcast. Oh, it's not wishing God. death upon no. anyone. <laughs> but <laughs> however, um, I mean, it's kind of just one of those things like I don't want to offend the hotel woke community or whatever because sometimes they don't come for you. They is. And you know, that's right. That's all right. Cause I got some go, but, um, I just feel (laughs) the cat. Uh, I just feel, you know, we have to take accountability. Like, I don't think it's fair to assume like, yo, a black person did this because what if it wasn't a black person? So what does that say about our internalized like prejudice and, you know, racism that we might have um towards our own kind however if it was a black person it's like you foul as fuck Mm -hmm. you are like bro did you make money off of this like who paid you to do this and it's just like it frustrates me because okay if it was all those cameras around and if everybody saw it, how don't nobody know what happened for real, for real? They always keep shit hidden. That yeah. is the main. They keep stuff hidden so people can keep wondering. Ain't nobody in jail. Like, it's always. That's just they like, plant this before. They had to. They had to. The only surveillance that's been released is from a store mm-hmm. that was diagonal. It was like, it's in the same strip, but it's like down there. So they look like you can't really see. That much. It's like literally, he. It's his camera by his story. Why y'all ain't use that camera? Mm-hmm. Why but y'all this use is. That I'm trying to get. He own all of these stores in this complex. They need that. I'm sure he got that stuff surveillance out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm That's saying? What I'm, I'm saying. trying it to. It should really have been a figure. closer. Because the video I seen, it's like you can't really make out. You see somebody coming out the alley. They walk over that way. Next thing you, know, you see people running, and you see a dude in the white shirt, which I'm assuming was Nipsey, fall to the ground. But it's like, I'm sure it was a camera that had a better and closer up angle than that. And they're not releasing it. And it's like, I wouldn't trust the police. 
Um, because police, LAPD is pretty much they no already different said from, fuck the police, right? In LA in Compton, <laughs> right? Like, so it's kind of just like the yeah. police in LA and the police in Chicago are not to be trusted because they have done some really violent things towards these black and brown communities. Mm-hmm. So waiting around on these people to prove the truth, I don't even know. But I just kind of feel like he got set up and it's super unfortunate. And so from Black Sports Online, we got a longer version of the surveillance video shows the shooter, the man in the dark short shirt, opening fire, opening fire three times on Nipsey Hussle. He shoots Nipsey once, starts walking away, then comes back a second time and shoots again. And then a third time. After the third time, he kicks Nipsey and flees back towards the alley where we initially saw him enter the video. Mm-hmm. Multiple sources tell us before the shooter unloaded, he had a tense convo with Nips- Nipsey. We were told Nipsey asked him if he had snitched to cops in the past because that was the word on the street. We're told that the suspect felt disrespected and... We're told that the suspect felt disrespected, left to get a gun, then returned to get revenge. Like, how did all that shit happen? That don't even fucking sound right. That don't even sound right. And if y'all notice, then why didn't y'all do anything to protect him? Right. And I, I, I don't know. Maybe Nipsey was the type of person who was not, you know, walking around with security. He didn't need that shit. But at the same time, it, it's just fishy. It's just fishy, and it's just an inf- yeah. unfortunate situation. But I'm not here to debate conspiracy theories, and you know, I just think it's a very fucked up situation. Yeah. Jealousy is a jealousy is a disease. How do you cure that shit? Seriously, <laughs> okay. Fuck, fuck AIDS. <laughs> fuck cancer. How do you? How do you? How do you cure the disease of jealousy when somebody is literally trying to? And literally walked what he talked and bettered his community and did all these different things. And then it could all, even though his legacy won't die, and I'm pretty sure, like, people who love him and who fuck with him will keep mm-hmm. his legacy alive. It's just a little different because he's not the main one orchestrating it now. Yeah. Like, it, 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 like death is such, death is rude and inconsiderate. It is. It's, it, it's like a thief in the night. It's like a thief in the night. is. Because it's like. Even like even me when my homie passed away, it's like me and everybody girl, we still we're still not over that. Like his, this is his birthday month, mm-hmm. so it's like I'm already knowing I'm gonna be in my feelings on his birthday. Like it's mm-hmm. just like it's a feeling that never goes away. Mm-hmm. So it's like how could somebody do like how could y'all do something do that to somebody? Because it's not I get you probably hate that person, but it's like it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I had to watch his mama bury him. Like mm-hmm. me, and all my friends, like our lives would never be the same because mm-hmm. of it. Cause it's mm-hmm. like. It's so much deeper than whatever beef you got with the person. Like, and then it's like, they, what if I want our friends want to get revenge on y'all? Now it's just going to be like a, a, a domino effect. Right. It's like, never and ends. I feel like that's how it is. Like, one person's upset because they homie got, got killed. Now they get a revenge. So it's just like an ongoing cycle. And it's just, it's just terrible. Yeah. It's like really it, terrible. It really is terrible. What things do you all think we can do? And like we, as in like, I guess black people universally. <laughs> I really don't know. 
what all do you think that we can do to like just move forward and continue to like protect the black community because a lot of things i've been seeing on social media of course you know we've been pouring out love and support towards black men and i mean we should because mm-hmm. everybody has a special black man in their life whether it's a platonic or romantic relationship i'll be fucking sick as shit mm-hmm. if my dad got murdered or if boo got murdered and you know just what i couldn't i can't fathom it like one thing that i know people will usually say like make sure you go do a concealed to carry class carry guns around but don't that you think guns are don't you think guns are the, are the problem? problem that mm-hmm. is i feel like they need to do like back in the day Fight that shit out. Mm-hmm. Box that shit out. Box yes, the gloves. Yes, there needs to be get more boxing. Block. Get in because, the gloves. Uh, ang- that's a way to carry out your anger management. Like, this gun stuff, a lot of people don't know how to fight, though. That's how they That's how they handle and That's not the right way. So, I don't know what we need to do in this community, but something got to stop. I think there needs Open to be. Open up more. My bad. Open up more things for the men, like for young boys, for them to get involved. Mm -hmm. You know, all they do is play basketball and video games anyway. Mm -hmm. Open up more big arcade Mm -hmm. where they just got TVs everywhere playing video games nonstop. I do think if there was more stuff, like, you know, for the dudes in the streets. Yeah, I feel like that would help because, you know, let's be real. Like, a lot of them, they had to do what they had to do to survive and that – that probably landed them in jail. Now they felons. And it's like, who going they can't get other jobs. Ain't nobody gonna hire felons. So it's like, they're forced to be in the streets. And that's, that's where the problem lies. Like, mm-hmm. this is all they know. So it's like, they forced to be in the streets. You gotta do what you gotta do to survive. Yeah. So I feel like if we did have other stuff to like, you know, other things, like maybe like more opportunities for felons to get jobs. I mean, then they won't be on the streets. Yeah. It's like, you know, so it do sucks. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like, but the streets is too like what you just said like that's the main source to get their money right especially it's a lot of men out here that's in these jails and mm-hmm. when they get out they can't it's hard they can't, to get a job yeah. they need more so they rehab services to mm-hmm. where it's a lot of different community homes or outreach programs mm-hmm. or even jobs accepting people that's been in jail because right. there's so many of them so the only thing they gonna be able to do is be on the street get mm-hmm. money that way mm-hmm. i that's the only way i look at it i think in order for this thing to end realistically like they need to quit um closing mental health facilities mm-hmm. like i think all black people brown people whatever we need access to counseling services because we go through a lot of PTSD and just traumatic shit on a regular. Like, if you see your, like, I work with children and to hear their stories and, like, why they act the way that they do and the things that they have seen, I can't fucking fathom it. And I'm 25 years old and I cannot fathom that. So imagine how a kid who is not cognitively developed all the way, seeing their homie, their friends, sister, brother, uncle, daddy getting murdered in cold blood and having to bury them. So I think it definitely needs to be more mental health facilities. I think it needs to be 
more access to healthy um, food. I think it needs to be less school closures. I think it needs to be just all these just different things. Like it is no, unfortunately, it's no one set answer right. as far as what can fix the problem. Because we can't some get of the problems, these things, but it's gonna take motherfuckers to actually want to. And it's gonna take a lot of money. They gonna need, they gonna need too. to want it, and it, it does, it's gonna be like a pride thing. Like they probably gonna be thinking like, oh, <laughs> if I go. Talk to the damn therapist. My, all my homies gonna talk shit about me. Like you know. And yeah, mm-hmm. we just definitely. We definitely need to like. We definitely need to like decrease the stigma when it comes mm-hmm. to therapy because therapy is dope. Weed. But <laughs> like that's a, but that's an unhealthy coping mechanism it because is, it is unhealthy. Because, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> because just it's kind of just Why? like you're you're avoiding right. You're avoiding April like Fools. the right. <laughs> you're avoiding. <laughs> you avoid. Y'all say. You avoiding like you avoiding like the real situation that's going on, and I'm just kind of just like I I get frustrated because it's kind of just like is it really a light at the end of this dark ass tunnel that we could be that we're in? Like, how do we continue to to move forward? How do we continue to? How do we continue to like just want to do better? Because a lot of people get like frozen in fear. Unfortunately, they just be like, well, shit ain't going to change. And I'm just put my head down and man my business. But right. it's kind of just like me. Like I'm going to continuously pray over everybody, men and women that I love, you know, even the ones that be in the streets, because well, regardless, mm-hmm. I told y'all a lot of girls that I went to high school with, who graduated in the same year that I did or maybe a couple years before, I could probably name you about five who have been murdered. Mm, what high school you went to? Harlan. Okay. No, 96th in Michigan. And, no, that shit is wild to me. Like, That's yeah, it has been dudes who have gotten murdered as well. But, like, no, like, this shit is wild to me. Like, it's women getting murdered as well. But with that being said. <laughs> spread peace, guys. We put the guns down. Put the please put the fucking guns <laughs> down. Like y'all don't get tired. Like I just really, I would really love to interview a murderer one day. I and that's and that shit sick. That's I do. That shit sounds know, sick. Yeah. But I would really love to. I ain't gonna lie, eat, I'd be scared. I wouldn't be scared. I feel like I just would want to like pick their brains right. because it's like at what? Because like I said, jealousy is a very powerful emotion. So at what point did you think that it was okay for you to play God? Mm-hmm. Like murder, I think murderers have a God complex as as well. Like they you do. think you think you could play God to the point where you could just sit up here and take somebody's right. life. But then what if it's a situation where you didn't even need to take somebody's life and it just kind of happened? And it just happened. Yeah. I would love happened. to interview. A I would love to interview a murderer to well, like just. Kinda, you know what I notice I do like if I. Talk, cause I used, I used to be attracted to street niggas, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like now when I like see street niggas, like it's like I really want to sit them down, and, like talk to them, like, cause it's a whole nother fucking. It's life so much down shit here. that it's they could do. It's a whole nother life. And I understand here. it's survival. Like it's, yeah, if I, you yeah. are not about that life, like it's so super easy to judge from the outside looking in. But when your mama is on drugs or mm-hmm. you never had a daddy around and. Like I have to, like I say, I work with students, and they have to be responsible yeah. for their whole entire family, and they're not even yeah. old enough, legally old enough to work yet. So I understand why people get mixed up in the shit mm-hmm. that they do. I I get it. Yeah. But 
at what point do we continue like do we hold ourselves accountable and like do we be conscious about the decisions that we make and how our actions affect others like we not just living this life for ourselves right so i really like i pray for my street niggas like mm-hmm. i know niggas in the street i know and you know unfortunately like i kind of count down to the day where i'll be like you know i'm gonna get a phone call one day and i hope i don't get a phone call right but it's inevitable you know, and nobody deserves to, regardless of what they have did, nobody deserves to have their life taken from them. So I'm not saying that, but it's kind of just like be mindful of the decisions that you make in the sense. So with that being said, um, <laughs> episode four, yeah. a soul sister podcast, uh, rest in peace. Honestly. Okay. I have a thing. Like when people, <laughs> Like, when people get murdered, I be feeling some type of way when people say rest in peace to this person. Because if, mm. they're, if they didn't die of natural causes, how can we it's say that this person is... They say rest in, in purpose. Or rest in power. power. Yeah. Rest in power. Yes. To Nipsey Hussle. Um, sending love and light to Lauren London, their family, their kids. Like, this is somebody's dad, G somebody's loved one somebody's soulmate and people just took him like that in his hood that he grew up in that's literally the wildest shit i've ever fucking heard right Right outside his own business right outside his own business and then rest in power to anybody else who has experienced um gun violence any type of violence honestly whether you are a fact of not having proper resources in your neighborhood just different things like that. Um, hopefully one day things get better, but until then we gotta kinda like be the change right. that we wanna see. Yeah. And rest in power power to Didi. My to homie. Didi. Yes. Yeah. Didi World. Well, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. Shout, shout out to Mouse House Studios, of course. Of shout course. out to this one. Of course. Uh, the dad didn't want to give me a refill. Right. Uh, he ain't even buy us food mm-hmm. this week. He showed this y'all. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we're finished. Thank you All guys right. for tuning in. Bye bye.